passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Hello and welcome into another edition of Believe in Titans on the Believe Podcast Network. I am Davey Hudson alongside former Titan Denard Walker, and we appreciate you joining us here today. Denard, we're recording Tuesday evening. Today was cut day for the NFL. All teams had to get down to a 53-man roster by 4 p.m. Eastern time. And, you know, it's been a hectic day. This is not a fun day in the NFL as teams have to trim their roster. But we're going to get into what that means for the Titans as we look at this 53-man roster for Tennessee but before we get into that, I want to ask, do you believe? And Believe in Titans is presented by Bet Online. It's that time of year again, and all eyes are now turning to football as teams are back on the gridiron to start the football season. As always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. Get all the updated odds, props, and contests, including online's biggest half million dollar NFL mega contest the world's largest $200,000 NFL Survivor Contest, open now, only at Bet Online. And hey, head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus. Take advantage of their opening day super promo, which equals make a bet on the Thursday, September 9th season opener between the Super Bowl champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Dallas Cowboys. And if you lose, your wager will be refunded. Up to $25 for new customers only when signing up using promo code NFL100. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. D right now, Titans still hovering around a three point favorite for that season opening contest against the Arizona Cardinals. Mentioned it off the top, D. A lot of shakeup within the NFL today. Titans trimmed their roster down to 53. Quick caveat, that does not include the players that are currently on the COVID-19 reserve list. Players that are on that list do not count towards the 53-man roster. So once those players start to come off for the Titans, you will see some more roster changes happening. Not to mention, once teams go into waivers, start looking at possibly adding some guys that ended up getting the axe today. But we're going to talk about what has happened for the Titans and we even had the Chicago Bears game come in for the final preseason contest. But D, before talking about that, man, I want to I want to hear from you. How you doing? How have you been? D, I've been great, man. It's been a really uh, really good week for me. The weather's been perfect. We've been getting a lot of rain, you know, with the situation from the hurricane. I know you had a little concern about you know getting started with the winds there in uh, Tennessee. So how are you doing today? I mean, you're the one who's probably getting the brunt of this stuff. We're doing well up here. It's just been a ton of rain. I do want yeah. to send a thoughts and prayers out to those in the Gulf area, primarily Louisiana, Mississippi. I hope they're being able to take shelter and recover because I know that 
the amount of flooding they've had has been pretty pretty substantial. But outside of some flooding in Tennessee, it's not been too bad. I know Middle Tennessee was hit pretty hard with some flooding the last couple of about a couple of weekends ago. So we're still waiting to see. Hopefully it doesn't get worse, but we are expecting a lot more rain. So I pray that that gets out of here soon. But but now, nah, man, we're we're making it. I'm just looking forward to talking about some Titans football. But before I do that, I also wanted to give a quick shout out to Balance 7, proud sponsor of Believe in Titans. So I know we've been talking about it, but Lamar Odom, former NBA player, looking to possibly get back in the basketball game here in Spain soon. And we've talked about his problems that he had back in 2015, but his recovery from hospitalization, he credits to Balance 7. And it's a product that is a pH balancing alkaline supplement drink, one of those in which has helped him increase his energy and just made him feel better all around. And you can see how Balance 7 can help you. Head to balance7.com and use the code BELIEVE for free shipping. Balance7.com and use the code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V for free shipping. If it works for him, it can work for you too. That's Balance 7. Go check them out today. D, with the Titans trimming their roster down to 53, it's never an easy day in the NFL, but you've been through this moment multiple times as far as watching teammates have to go through being informed they're not going to be back. What What is that experience like? I know it's hard to kind of put into words, but for those who have never really been there, how would you sum up this situation? It's tough. It really is. It's the ugly part of the game. What a lot of our fans see, they see the beauty of the National Football League. That's what they show you on Sundays or Thursdays or Monday nights. But unfortunately, there's an ugly side as well, and that's usually the cuts. And it's really hard when you watch a veteran uh, get released who's been in a league. You know, we just got earlier, we were talking about Cam Newton, you know, getting released, you know, from New, from New England, and they're going to go with Mac Jones. But – when a guy plays that game, it's not just a game to him. It's a job. You know, you, you're talking about insurance, you know, things that if you have kids and a family, I mean, that helps take care of, of your, you know, of, of your loved ones. And it's, it's really tough. It's like getting fired. I mean, that's what it feels like. But, you know, there's there's clear skies. And we know that when you play this game, you get released. Uh, there's... 31 other organizations that's looking for someone maybe of, of your caliber, you know, to come in and step in and play right away. A lot of players, they, they will experience this. I experienced it. That's why I can empathize uh, with players that have gotten released because I've been released from two organizations from Minnesota and Oakland. And it's not easy, but you have to learn to move on. And I love what Cam said about, it. he says, don't feel sorry for me. You know, don't feel sorry for me. I will move on from this. It's not the end of the world. So it's tough. But on the other hand, it it can be uh, a door for another, uh, a door for um, of opportunity somewhere else. And and I've, I've watched players like Eddie McCaffrey, who I had a chance to play with at Denver. Uh, if you don't know his story, he played a long time in the National Football League, but he was released a few times before he got his break with Denver. So there is light at the end of the tunnel. And, you know, it is an ugly part of the game, but unfortunately, D, it is a part of the game, and guys have to learn to deal with it. One of the things, though, that can be beneficial is if a player, like let's say they're not picked up by another team, but if they clear the waivers, they can 
possibly join the practice squad. Right now you can take 16 guys on the practice squad, and some of these names I'm about to read for the Titans can assure you if they are not claimed by another team, they are looking to have, John Robinson's looking to have them join this practice squad. Now, before I get into that list, the headliner for the Titans, and this is something, D, we're going to get into, but wide receiver Des Fitzpatrick, the Titans' fourth-round pick in this year's draft, the 109th overall pick. I believe he is the highest-drafted player to have been informed that he is not going to be making the final roster. We need to get into that kind of ramifications, just everything surrounding it. Another guy that got cut, because we've talked about this wide receiver room, Mason Kinsey, guy who had the best preseason for the Titans. We understand he played very well, and it was just simply a situation where the Titans just had too many guys to take at the receiver position. It was a stacked room, and unfortunately, it was really an uphill battle for him from the start. I'm just going to read through this list of players that have been informed uh, by the Titans, at least at this point. In addition to the wide receivers, Fred Brown, feel bad for Fred. His last opportunity was, uh, unfortunately, a drop pass in that Chicago game. And D, you kind of mentioned it, where it's one of those situations. Guys are out there playing for their livelihood, and a lot of people are just like, ah, it's just a, it's just a preseason game. But, you know, for some of these guys, that's the last opportunity they're ever going to have to suit up and, and play for an organization in the National Football League. Yeah, every opportunity counts, you know. You have to make the most of it, especially when you're a young player. That's how you get in this league. You have to be productive. Just like we've been talking about Makai Sargent. You know, he's gotten a really huge opportunity to go in there and show showcase his talents, and he's done a great job. And pretty, much, I think he's going to make this team as an undrafted free agent. That's tough. Yeah. You know, you imagine when you look at that running back room, you got Darrington, who they drafted last year in the third round. Then they brought in Brian Hill from Atlanta, and – Everybody was anticipating him being the backup to Derek. Then you're talking about Karari blasting game, you know, from Vanderbilt. He's, he looked really good. Jeremy McNichols. Mc, I mean, the list goes on and on. But unfortunately, it's about numbers. They just can't keep, you know, five or six guys at one position. And we all know who's the the king of uh, <laughs> that organization, that room. And that's Derek. Yeah. So, you know, it's just top D. Unfortunately, the National Football League is all about numbers. You know, unlike college, you know, at Tennessee, Oklahoma, LSU, we can have about 80 guys on a team, you know, but that's not the case. You only have 32 teams. You only have 53 spots and you got too many players. And unfortunately, that that's a part of the game that that's why they call it a job. It, it, it comes with that. We have to take it. You learn from it. There's 31 other teams. Just because you got released, that don't mean that, you know, everything is over. You mentioned the running back situation, Jeremy McNichols on that COVID list, so we're still kind of waiting to see whether they're going to keep him or Makai Sargent whenever he gets activated. John Robinson has a little bit more time on that decision. Brian Hill headed to IR. Kari Blossom game. Looks as though he's going to make the team fullback, but I'm just going to read through this list of players real quickly. I already mentioned wide receivers Des Fitzpatrick and Mason Kinsey, wide receiver Fred Brown, tight end Jared Pinkney, tight end Miller Forstall, running back Javion Hawkins, fullback Torrey Carter, D-line, Naquan Jones, offensive lineman Cole Banwart, offensive lineman Jordan Ruse, linebacker Jan Johnson, linebacker Wyatt Ray, offensive lineman Christian DeLauro, offensive lineman Derwin Gray, defensive back Jamal Carter, defensive line Woodrow Hamilton, and defensive back Breon Bodie Calhoun. Brody Calhoun had a really good game against Tampa. I hate to see him uh, uh, leave Nashville, but I think he's going to find a job really quickly in this, in this league. Guys, like they might have that opportunity to join the practice squad, or there's an opportunity yeah. that if another GM really likes what they have, they can offer them 
a spot on their practice squad, and it really just kind of comes down to their agent looking like, all right, well, here's what the situation is for your opportunity to possibly get the call up. And it's just going to be a revolving door throughout the year. And again, you just got to remember, we still are going to have to deal with the NFL's COVID policies. And if a guy pops up on the positive list or it gets put on that reserve list, what does that mean as far as activating a player for a game, moving them around? Just a lot of revolving doors that is one of those things I'd like to be able to predict and kind of be like, all right, keep your eye on for this, but you just can't. It's just something that's going to be unpredictable. And so, you know, next week, D, we're going to get into our season predictions. And I mean, that's something like I, I'm trying to factor in like the possibility of having a situation like we did last year. I mean, I'm praying that doesn't happen just because of how crazy it was and what the NFL said they are looking to do if your team is unable to perform because you got too many guys or there's an outbreak. It's just going to be a forfeit on your end. So a lot to keep an eye on there. But D, as we kind of go through the Titans 53-man roster is what we're kind of expecting at this point. Is there a guy that headlines it for you? You're like, all right, I'm really glad that they were able to make it. It looks as though they're going to get this opportunity. Well, you know what? I like Sam Ficken. Uh, he's been really consistent this camp. He's the one player I'm really pulling for uh, because he was in a tough situation, you know, because Tucker McCann, we both were anticipating Tucker uh, getting that nod uh, coming out of camp. But unfortunately, Tucker got hurt. So Sam has, he's capitalized on uh, the opportunity that's been given to him. Uh, I'm excited to see what he's going to do this season. And maybe the kicking game is something that we don't have to talk about each week. Yeah, <laughs> because be nice. it got kind of old. <laughs> trying to, you know, it was like, okay, what's going to happen this week? So if he can continue to stay consistent throughout the course of the season, I think this organization, uh, they're definitely going to take a, a huge uh, step in the right direction because I do feel like that was a part of the problem last year was the kicking woes and you know you you wasn't a fan of uh, my man Stephen Kostowski so he's probably going to get a call soon man I, yeah. I don't know there's going to be a lot of a lot of shakeup the Lions ended up cutting both of their kickers they currently yeah. don't have a kicker on the roster so they're going to work somebody out uh, since you mentioned specialist D I'm just going to go ahead and the three that the Titans have kept Brett Kern no surprise there and Morgan Cox, we knew he was going to be the long snapper. You're talking about two pro bowlers right there and those two guys. And then, as you mentioned, Sam Ficken. So those are your three specialists. I'm going to go through this list. Fortunately, the Tennessee compiled this together, but it does have a notion or a note if a player at that position is on that COVID-19 reserve list. Again, we didn't have to cut a quarterback. Both Matt Barkley and Logan Woodsiders right now on the roster because Ryan Tannehill is still on that reserve COVID list. So they kept those two quarterbacks, and then eventually once Ryan comes, are they going to keep three? Going to end up cutting one of those guys? Based off performance, it's Logan's backup. Like, Logan's number two from everything we've seen so far. Uh, Barkley did a really good job of trying to come in there and compete for that spot, but after everything comes out in the wash, Logan, more efficient, ran the offense better at the end of the day. And so you have Ryan, number one, Logan, number two, and we'll see if Matt Barkley's able to Stay on as a three. But running back D right now, Derrick Henry, Darrington Evans, Makai Sargent, Kari Blossom game, and Jeremy McNichols as mentioned. McNichols is on the reserve COVID-19 list. Wide receiver, we've kept seven at the moment, including, no surprise, but Julio Jones, A.J. Brown, and Josh Reynolds, the wide receivers that have also made the cut, Marcus Johnson, Chester Rogers, Nick Westbrook, Ikeen, and Cameron Batson. 
Racy McMath is currently on that reserve COVID list. So I'll be honest, he didn't get many targets in the final game. Once it is all said and done, we kind of talked about would special teams be something that would allow him to get here. He didn't register any stats there. So it's uh, unfortunately look as looks as though Racy's uh, ability to make this team is, is not going to be happening anytime soon. At the tight end position, we got Anthony Ferkser, Luke Stocker, and Tommy Hudson. Jeff Swaim is on that reserved COVID-19 list. So with the amount of receivers that we're having, I think they're going to stick with three tight ends. So once Jeff Swaim is activated, we know he is going to be a starter for this team. Just his blocking ability alone is something that the Titans are going to look to utilize. Do they decide to keep Tommy Hudson a younger guy, or are they going to keep the veteran who is also familiar with the system in Luke Stocker? Or are they going to keep four and try to find a cut somewhere else? Another thing to keep an eye on, Offensive line right now, we got eight that have made the cut. But again, we do have two guys on that reserve COVID-19 list in starters, Ben Jones at center and right guard Nate Davis. And the guys that have made the list that are right now, Taylor Lewan, Roger Saffold, Kendall Lamb, Tyson Brelo, Dylan Reduns, David Quisenberry, Aaron Brewer, and Daniel Munyer. So that is the offense. D, any notes just going through that unit right there? No, not surprised at all. Those guys should have, that's, yeah, I'm not surprised by. Um... Okay. Well, before we switch over to the defense, I would like to take a minute to talk about an exciting opportunity and some exciting news that we have for you all. Believe in Titans is partnering with playactionpools.com this season to bring some interactive fun to the sport we love most. You will be able to get in on the action with our playactionpools.com football pick'em challenge, which is open to everyone. Let me repeat that again. It's open to everyone. Here's how it works. Sign up for our contest at Believe Football Pick'em at playactionpools.com and then get your picks in each week. We're going to select the 10 highest profile games of the week between NFL and college football. Whoever gets the most picks correct each week will win a pair of electric sunglasses and a pair of DC shoes. Again, go to playactionpools.com and sign up for the contest. Believe, B-L-E-A-V, Football Pick'em. And if you plan on hosting your own football contest, go to playactionpools.com today. They've got Survivor Pick'em, as well as a cool sportsbook-style concept called Build Your Bankroll. Playactionpools.com, your new home for all your office sports pools. Go check them out. We've got some new interesting stuff. This is our first time that I've been able to work with them. I'm really liking what I'm seeing so far. I'm very anxious to see what these first games are going to look like whenever I go out there and fill in my bracket so you can join along as well. D will probably have to have a contest on just between me and you, man. Just have that uh, podcast competition between the former... Let's do it. Heck yeah. The former player and then... Put a wager on it. The, the never was in myself. Okay. Put a, put a wager on it? All right. We'll have yeah. to uh, think on that. I meant to ask, <laughs> did you ever come up with a nickname for Makai Sargent? Man, you put me on the spot. I, you know, I've been thinking about all these names, you know, because he's not the biggest guy. He reminds me of Doug Martin, you know, the what they call him the muscle hamster. Mm -hmm. So I was kind of thinking, Makai Sargent, the last name Sargent. So it has to be something like kind of related to like the military, like Private Sergeant. So, some, yeah, Private Sergeant. Think about it. He's an undrafted rookie. And yeah. Private Mackay Sergeant. We just call him Private. First year guy, 
you know, in your military. He's not, he's not got, he's not got his, he's not got his stripes yet. So he ain't got his stripes yet. So let's private, let's private sergeant. Okay. I mean, private instead sergeant. of just trying to call him a cop, let's private sergeant. I like that. All right, man. It's pretty good off the top. I, I would have thought you've thought about it and then tried to come into the show as if you had it and just kind of play along. And then you're like, you know what? I'm going to throw that I in there. I couldn't think, you know, <laughs> Doug Martin, he's got the best muscle hamster. I mean, that's the best nickname. But Mackay, Private Sergeant. I like that. Private. I'm not going to change it. I'm going to, I, I We're like gonna it as well. That. We're going to stay, stay, with, stay that. with it. Okay. All right. We got to get that trending if he does get the opportunity to come into a game and make some plays. But anyway, as we get into the defense, talking about the defensive line, we got Jeffrey Simmons, Nico Autry, Tierra Tart, Laurel Merchinson, and Anthony Rush making that unit from a linebacker standpoint. Bud Dupree, Jayon Brown, Rashawn Evans, Rashad Weaver, David Long Jr., Monty Rice, Ola Adenayi, and Derek Roberson. So again, inside and outside, but on the reserved COVID list, Harold Landry, Nick DeZubnar, and Justin March Lillard still there. So we know Landry's going to be there. Does DeZubnar have a chance to get back on there? They've liked his special teams play in the past. I don't know. That's that's one in which I don't you – de- you're definitely not keeping 10 guys there if you were to bring those two up. Somebody's got to take take the ax. But, man, I mean, that's, that's a group I, I feel like have really done a good job of growing as of late. We know Jayon and Rashawn are going to be starting at inside – Bud Dupree, Harold Landry, if healthy, are going to be your outside guys. Rashad Weaver, they've really liked what they've seen from him so far. David Long Jr. has been developing nicely. Monty Rice, another guy that they just drafted this season. So expecting him to eventually take on the role that Evans currently plays is how I pretty much see things working out. Adenayi, the free agent from over in Pittsburgh that has come in, made some plays in preseason. And Derek Roberson, another guy that, you know, kind of provided you with some help along the edge lately. And this is going to be a tough, tough call for J-Rob whenever he does have to finally narrow it down. For the secondary, we got Jack Rabbit Jenkins, Christian Fulton, Caleb Farley, Kevin Byard, Amani Hooker, Breon Borders, Chris Jackson, Elijah Molden, Bradley McDougald, Dane Crookshank, Brady Breeze, Mateus Farley, and Chris Jones. And no guys are on the COVID list for that. And that's your current 53-man roster plus the COVID reserves. It's going to be a lot to to shake out there. D, from hearing that defense, what are you thinking? What are you thinking right now? Good. They have a chance to be really good. Uh, I like this. I like the defensive line. I think this is going to be the strong point of this team this year with the with the additions of Danico and Bud. Uh, and then, but I love the depth. You know, that's the one thing when you and you're talking about guys that we didn't really talk about, excuse me, players that we didn't talk about last year much in Laurel. I think Laurel Merchinson this year, this second year, he has a chance to really uh, step up and play big because he he gets a chance to learn uh, from guys like Jeffrey. And we he's probably looking saying, wow, man, Tierra is the starter. Now I got to raise my game up. Uh, take it to a new level. I do like Derek Roberson because when he got a chance to play last year, he was very productive. So when I look at this unit defensively, I see nothing but depth. Even in the secondary, then you think about it, Jack Rabbit and Christian. Remember when I told you, I said when they bring Jack Rabbit over, they're not bringing him him in to be an insurance policy. They're bringing him in uh, for his experience. They're bringing him in to start because there's a Good chance that Caleb and I in watching Caleb this preseason, 
he's not ready yet. He's just not ready yet. He's got to catch up with the speed of the game. He's got to continue to work on his fundamentals. But when he catches up, watch out. But I do like the secondary for one reason, B, depth. And that's why I'm really excited about what they're what they're going to bring to this 2021 season defensively. Yeah, I don't have any issues defensively with how things have shaken out. All your defensive draft picks ended up making the 53-man roster as of right now. But speaking of that, D, we got to talk about Des Fitzpatrick. And it's not so much Des. This is more of an issue with John Robinson. And while overall I like what John has done, he has had some pretty bad misses whenever it comes to the draft as of late. I'm just going to mention it one time, but remember what happened in the first round last year and then this year. It's one thing if you just use a fourth-round pick on a guy and it, it doesn't work out. But this wasn't one pick. This was three picks right here that you pretty much wasted to get a guy that's not even going to make your roster because the Titans traded up to get Des Fitzpatrick with the 109th pick. They ended up swapping fours, sent over a sixth and a seventh. And so those are three picks that have pretty much just been thrown away by the organization in this moment. And while I don't want to pile on, like, John Robinson, I think he knows he has to do better. But that is just, it's it's not going to cut it. Like, that's wasting capital. We talk about it all the time. I mean, you build through the draft. And I know whenever this happened, you weren't expecting to get Julio. And maybe you just didn't think that the receivers you currently had on your roster were going to show out like they have so far. But we know Dez just did not have a good camp. He was able to have one good catch in preseason. But outside of that, he just struggled. And I feel for the kid because I was hoping that, you know, being drafted 109th overall, he's going to come in, be able to provide you with something. But it just never happened. Well, D, let me, I'm going to take you kind of in depth uh, into the mind and into the world of a professional athlete. And it's called transitioning and getting acclimated. Okay. It's tough. It's really tough. Now, I came out in 1997. And we talked about Floyd Reeves, a.k.a. Sarge. And one of the things Sarge, he, he always he always did this. This is what he would do. So when he drafted you, I don't care if he was the first rounder in 1997, Kenny Holmes, right down to the last player taken. That could have been Armand. What was Ar- I forgot his name. We call him Luther Vandross because he was always singing. Couldn't sing. He thought he could sing. But basically just, oh, so anyways, the Titans had, so the way the Titans would do things is if they drafted you, they would give you two years to develop. Okay. So let me go back and I'm going to compare Des to another player and that's Derek Mason, who should be getting a a call very soon to uh, potentially be a, hopefully a candidate for the National Football Hall of Fame. I believe that he had he had a Hall of Fame career, but Derek Mason in 1997 was our fourth round draft pick out of Michigan State. Now, Derek really didn't say he didn't really come into his own until the end of that 1999 season, and he basically was a great special teams player. That's how Derek really uh, got his foot in the door. Now, I'm going to go, but I'm going to tell you a true story. They tried to trade Derek in 1999 because they they felt like he wasn't productive. Okay, but Derek stayed around. Jeff kept him. Nobody wanted Derek. Good for great for us because Derek ended up by that 2000 season a starter. 
See, what happened was Sarge and Jeff Fisher, what they would do with their draft picks is no matter if you struggled, like Denard Walker did. Remember I told you it took me a while until the start of the uh, season, maybe the second or third game to get going. Guys, go through that. You're trying to learn a whole new system. You're trying to learn a whole new playbook. And you can't go out there and play fast if you're indecisive on what route do I have or what do I do on this coverage. It's hard. You play slow. And when you sometimes play slow, you start overcompensating and making mistakes. And I think that's what happened to Des. I don't think it's a I don't think it's fair that unfortunately there's no such thing as fair in the National Football League. Game is game. But I just think they should have basically let this young man develop. You got Rob Moore, who was a former all-pro receiver, now is the coach. Rob can coach him. Now, the only way that the only the only thing that I see in this is that there had to be something more. See, because you don't you don't just cut or release a fourth rounder at the end of preseason. You have to give him time. You have to allow him to make those mistakes and learn from them and get better because he's got a great supporting cast and Julio and AJ and Josh Reynolds. You're talking about Cam Baston. So it just takes time. Now, the situation, I'm, I got to say this, D, I disagree with you on the Isaiah Wilson situation because that's not the organization fault. That's that young man's fault. Who, nobody knew that that was coming, okay? We didn't know that this kid was going to pull that. So we can't, we can't hold John Robinson responsible for Isaiah Wilson's actions. He took that up on himself. Listen, if I was a GM, I would have took Isaiah Wilson too last year at that 29th spot. But again, I don't know what's in the psyche of this young man. But I will say this with Des. I think there's something more. What it is, we don't know. And we would have to sit down and talk with Dez personally to see what's really going on. But there's something more than he just, he wasn't developing like we thought he was. It's, it takes time. That's the way the National Football League works. You're not, you, we see that in Caleb. Caleb's really, if you look at that fam, he doesn't seem comfortable. He's been giving up some passes. We saw last week against Chicago, he gave up a nice little slant route. He got beat on and that can't happen. He was in man-to-man -man coverage. But again, before you can play fast, you got to get acclimated to the system. Once these young men, they come in and they're able to get acclimated, then you start seeing the speed pick up. But with the dead situation, there's something much more going on uh, than we've been told. So, I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll know it later on. My issue doesn't necessarily come with it not working out for Dez. It's when you drafted him, or it's drafting him when you did, and let alone trading up to get him. I know that there's a, the possibility John Robinson could have thought, I really like this kid. I want him to be on our team, but I think somebody else is going to get him before we have the opportunity, and so they trade up. I know every room's different. I didn't see a single scout have him as a fourth-round grade. So I thought it was a big reach to begin with, and then you're trading away draft capital at the same time. That's more of where my issue lies. And... Then when you look at some other guys that we know were still on the board at the time, a guy for the Lions is probably going to make an impact this year. I'm on Ross St. Brown, guy we talked about beforehand. There's some other players we could name that could probably go ahead and help the Titans right away, but John Robinson decided to trade up when there was no need to. And by him cutting Des Fitzpatrick, at least right now, that proves the people that said trading up was a bad decision that was a bad move by John Robinson that proves them right. Now, what I will say, based off where things stand, 
I don't know if we're going to see him get claimed off waivers by somebody. So there's a right now I'd put a high probability on him being back on this practice squad. It can happen. We don't know yet. I mean, that's the, you know, unfortunately, let me, let me say this is anytime a GM, when he makes a decision to draft a young man, he's taking a risk. Whether it's the first rounder, Kayla Farley, we, we talked about with the back issue. Remember that? We just kept going at it. <sighs> you know, who's this? We don't know that. You know, we could talk about Amon St. you know, with Detroit. Yeah, you know what? We don't know. Only time will tell. Dennis Fitzpatrick might end up a Pro Bowl player in a year or two. We, they said that about Corey Davis. I mean, yeah, we talked about him being hampered by injuries. But look what happened um, going into, what, his now his fifth year. He just signed a, what, almost $40 million contract. Well, it was $39 million guaranteed to go to New York. It takes time. It's like it's a process. And that's what general managers, coaches, they all understand that when you draft a young man, sometimes like Dylan Ratnews, they're going to struggle. They're going to struggle. Coaches know that. They're not anticipating on you coming in right away and being a pro bowl player. You think about, go back to 1985. I remember reading something about Jerry Rice. And the knack on Jerry was he was from an HBCU team. And there's no way in the world that Bill Walsh is going to spend a first round draft pick on a kid from Mississippi Valley State. They thought Bill Walsh was crazy. And then Bill Walsh goes off, drafts this kid. Okay, which was very unheard of. You think about all the great receivers in that 85 draft. When Jerry got into camp, he struggled. He struggled. But guess what? At the end, by the end of that season, they started to see him reaching his potential. He started progressing. That's what clubs want to see. They just want to see you get better. Unfortunately, in this day and age, they don't, they don't really give you time anymore. I mean, basically, you get in, you better get it now, or sometimes you're out of the door. And that's the difference between, you know, 20 years ago and now. They used to give you about two years. Now they basically bring you in and tell them you, you better be ready to go. And, and sometimes that can end up hurting a young man. So, again, we don't know. I don't know. But I do know this, that Dez Fitzpatrick was drafted in the fourth round because he has what I call fourth round potential. That's the key. And that's what John Robinson, when he drafted Dez, he saw that potential. He has the potential. But does that mean it's going to pan out? No. But who knows? Over time, we'll see. Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, it, it, it's a waiting game. But right now, doesn't look good for how it's panned out. I don't know. At the end of the day, as long as the team can go out there, the players that you were able to sign in free agency, or if you were able to get some guys that were undrafted, build your roster that way. As long as they're successful, you'll be all right at the end of the day. The biggest news for the Titans today is the fact that they did have to cut their fourth rounder, the highest cut of any draft pick in this past year's class. And again, a lot will continue to shake out as these rosters are being constructed because this is, with the COVID-19 rules, it's a constantly under construction sign, just kind of pasted up there on that wall. And I don't know. We'll see what happens as far as once everything's in and these guys start to go and try to claim some of these players, time will tell. But, D, before we get out of here, any closing thoughts? Yes, I'll, I would like to say this to our listeners. Remember this. It's preseason, okay? Preseason. Preseason is about mechanics. It's about cleaning up the little parts of your game. We call the nuances. It's, it's learning something new. Listen, don't panic. 
This is not the time to panic because a guy, he, you know, like say Caleb, he doesn't look like Deion Sanders. Even prime time when he first came in, you know, he struggled a little bit. It wasn't, it's not easy. So remember, it's just pre, I've seen guys look like all pro players in preseason. And then when they get on the field to start the regular season, it's like, whoa, what happened? And I've seen guys that look like they're in slow motion in preseason. They get on the field when that whistle blows come September. Man, I'll tell you what, they play at a different speed. So just remember this. It's a learning curve. It's a developmental phase. And Dez will be okay. So don't panic. No, no one's panicking. We're just a little okay. concerned with how a few of these things are shaking out when it's just like, hmm. No, it's okay. That's what I love about it. It's that's what that's the beauty of the game, Davey. Mm-hmm. It's so hard. That's that's why is they call it the hardest game to play with any professional level, baseball, basketball. This is pros. You and the pros, you're playing with the pros. So you got to understand is this. It's gonna take time. Kobe Bryant, look at the Mamba when he first came into the league in '96. He wasn't doing what he was doing four or five years later, you know, when he developed into the Mamba. It took some time. He practiced. That's what you do. Practice. Talk practice. About practice. Practice. Hey, I can get away with it, but most of us can't, man. Well, we'll see if we're panicking next week, D, when we give our record predictions for the Titans 2021 season. I've already kind of started to figure out how I have this season playing out. I'll probably be completely wrong. But hey, we'll yeah. go. Th- we'll go down that road together. But until next time, for Denard Walker, I am Davey Hudson. You have been listening to Believe in Titans, presented by Bet Online on the Believe Podcast Network. And as always, tighten up. Thank you for tuning in to another edition of Believe in Titans on the Believe Podcast Network. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe and rate us on iTunes. We are available on all your favorite directories: iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. And you can follow along to keep up with all the latest Titans information on Twitter at Believe Titans. That's B-L-E-A-V-T-I-T-A-N-S. And hey, if you're interested in advertising on the show, please contact Believe at Believe.com. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.